What is good? It's me, your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. I wanted to kind of get this bonus episode out of the way because this is kind of getting on my nerves right now. I woke up this morning and I was tagged um, on a tweet this morning by a good friend or account of a well, good friend or so, FTO Nerd Talk or Flipping the Table. It's a podcast or, or a um, account that kind of goes through topics or things that are going to be like hot and button issues in the nerd community so flipping the table um put out this and said that new reports show that over two hundred thousand fans dropped off of the series watchmen because they don't like hbo's watchmen dealing with race and white supremacy and they feel like it's too political <sighs> my god so i want to go ahead and firstly say that if you are listening to this thank you for tuning in to bobo's block this is going to be basically like i said a, a bonus rant um i do still kind of do my nerdgasms um this will kind of be how you guys get those i am also on ig live so i do want to thank you for all the people who are tuning in on ig live um and kicking it with me all right so Let's go ahead and firstly get this out the way. If you feel that Watchmen is too political for you to speak or to watch or deal with, then you don't deserve to watch Watchmen. Watchmen has always been and will forever be a political stance on anything that we're talking about in the current spectrum. If you take a look back at your original comic, it turned heads because of the way it addressed the entire Vietnam situation and the way that it addressed um, things that happened in the presidential administration at that time. It wasn't just because it was just edgy or gritty. No, it took things that people did not want to talk about. They took things that people were uncomfortable with and threw it in their face. Watchmen is not a franchise that is to be watered down. They don't want to placate to your feelings and they do not want to make sure that you are comfortable with the subject matter that they're talking about. Here's the problem with the whole, the whole, I think it shouldn't deal with race and white supremacy. It doesn't come from people of color who have this um, mind state or this, this, this opinion about the series. It usually comes from non-black, non-Hispanic mostly Aryan Caucasian people and it's more and I feel like it it gets to them because it hits so close to home Watchmen the HBO series opened with a very very serious like very very like in your face um beginning by showing the Black Wall Street massacre the 1921 massacre in Tulsa Oklahoma and it's been kind of the background force behind everything that's kind of happening in Watchmen right now also there's a whole dynamic shift in Watchmen that the minorities are not the marginalized group it's mostly the what we would consider as the majority the Caucasian um, groups that are that have been marginalized and they're the most impoverished and things of that nature but it still has that underlying force of like that seated prejudice um and racist rhetoric that oh well you you getting your money off the government you know you like they're 
treat black people still the same, but they black people have more influence and power than them. And it's it, it's really a weird a weird dynamic that you have to see. But like Watchmen, the one thing that they, I, I appreciate them doing is they're tackling the subject of police brutality and excessive force. Honestly, I have been conflicted the entire time because these people are the heroes of the actual story. They're the victims for one. They're the ones that are being um, victimized by this white supremacist, uh, by this white supremacist cult called the Seventh Cavalry. But they also are in a position of power where they are basically the government. They're, they're still police. Um, they just have to work with an air of caution because they don't know when their actual lives are in danger. And it's real, and it's real difficult to root for someone who runs up in somebody's house, drags everyone out, and then beats the shit out of them because they want answers about something that these people may not know about. There was a scene in the second episode where the, well, basically, there's no authority figure within the police has in the police right now, so it's just the top three officers are kind of in control um and one of them goes i'm sick of the bullshit and just run like go straight to the trailer park and calls out every every person there as a possible suspect or racist and white supremacist and he doesn't give a care about what you what you do what you think i want you to walk for it now or we're going to come in and get you and they do and it was like whoa even Regina um, King's character said, this is a bit excessive. But even the same thing, someone attacked her with a bat and she beat him to a pulp and then walked away. It's that that line that they're walking of, hey, <laughs> if the shoe was on the other foot, would you still feel the same way as you do at current status? That's what I take away from it because I know for sure I would, I would actually be on the side of the people who are being oppressed at the moment because that I know how that feels and I know how over-policing feels and I know how um, profiling feels because that's the reality that I live with on an everyday basis. It's difficult for us to talk about this stuff because there are people who literally are like the people who um, are rejecting the show and saying that it's garbage and it sucks because they're talking about political things it it's a non-starter if you're saying that oh i don't want to deal with it or someone in, in the comments of the um of the post that i was tagged in was like yeah i saw what it was going on i was like oh i don't want to do this and we asked him why and he was like well it's a buzzkill and we don't want to deal with all that racial race stuff and it's not a dealing with this race stuff it's honestly just dealing with history history is a buzzkill there was major atrocities done to many people of color and many people of marginalized groups and you have to deal with that in america like we haven't we still haven't addressed the trail of tears let alone we just got to the the plight of black wall street it's crazy how we um pick and choose which parts of history that we want to accept and want to address like say yeah we're okay with saying okay slavery happened cool slavery happened we're we're sorry or whatever but we don't want to talk about how after slavery was abolished and then we as a community of the 
try to set up our own like our own place to where we feel safe and it was all funded and put put on by us our black people and they came in and literally air bombed it they burned it down to the ground and air bombed it there are other things that we don't talk about that happened within the civil rights movement and things that happened within um the liberation movement of black people that we just tend to skate over and that's something that we have to stop doing and i think that watchman does a good good thing and just kind of putting it in your face um and they carry on that that legacy that the original Watchmen did because it was it wasn't common to talk about how soldiers treated the Vietnamese people after they were done with the war. It wasn't common to talk about how um, we were so paranoid about nuclear war and we kind of almost caused our own destruction. And it wasn't common to talk about any subject that touched on in Watchmen. It wasn't common to talk about rape. It wasn't common to talk about about Stockholm Syndrome. Those things happen in Watchmen. And those would be considered political back in those days. And even, it's still political today. If you were put, you were to erase Watchmen from the history books and just release it today, it would get the same backlash that it's getting because I don't want all of that in my comic books. I do understand comic books are an escape. I use them as an escape. I use them as an ability to kind of get away from what I'm dealing with at the time, but they are a narrative story that needs to be addressed and needs to be taken seriously. I don't like the fact that people are saying that, oh, well, since this is centric around race and white supremacy, this doesn't, this isn't Watchmen. This isn't what Watchmen's about. Like, no, this is literally what Watchmen is about. And it's a dynamic shift or peregrine shift because they have, turned what Watchmen originally wanted to wanted to get across that superheroes are not all goody goody and sunshine and lollipops but they are something a little bit darker something a little bit more more human because all humans are flawed and superheroes are, are flawed as well but here where Watchmen's old rhetoric was who's watching the Watchmen and we can't trust people in masks these masks that the policemen wear protect their lives every single day because they were put on the front line but when they were put on the front line they weren't protected because they knew exactly where they lived they knew who to attack and they knew when to strike these people they did it at midnight on Christmas Eve a calculated coordinated strike of about 40 to 43 i want to say um houses that were broken into and either their people were shot and killed or they were are able to to fight off and defend themselves against their attacker a lot of the policemen didn't make it out of that and even regina king's um character barely made it out we don't even know what happened when um her attacker had backup basically she was able to take down her attacker and then she was shot in the stomach um and then she passed out as a guy held a shotgun over her head woke back up in a hospital bed that's not really giving you spoilers it's giving you context of, of like what these police are up against and like honestly you don't want to see your heroes in that line of adversity or that 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 place of vulnerability but honestly that's what it takes for us to connect with these policemen that's what it takes for us to actually be like damn that that really sucks like oh my god like that's 
I understand why they go so hard against anybody who could be seven cavalry. But I literally can't believe that it's more so just, oh, we don't want to deal with the race stuff. Is this a very black centric show? I'm going to just put it out there. I don't like putting the, the, the label of people just, oh, because it's black, we don't care. But that's really what you're trying to tell me at this point. Like, you don't care or I don't want to deal with this because it's centered around black people and it's centered around a black woman who's basically trying to, one, take down a major, major white supremacist group. And two, it's centered around a black woman who's basically just beating everybody's ass and nobody's even, nobody's really like giving her her comeuppance or whatever so yeah there's there's always going to be some pushback or some backlash because even with um even when it was dear white people dear white people they thought it was just like oh you gotta tell me what i I can think and da 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 but they never really gave themselves a chance to actually see what the narrative was speaking on and honestly it was a, a introverted look into ourselves and how we deal with racial relations and things of nature like halloween costumes simple shit and um watchman here takes it a bit further like i said someone also commented and said that hbo does their best work when they're pushing boundaries and these are major boundaries to push police brutality racial relations and 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 just other effects that you wouldn't wouldn't think that they would kind of tackle because again they open with black wall street you got a major twist within the story as well in episode two like there's so many layers that have been built upon each in each in individual person and in the story as a whole that you really have to think about it race and white supremacy is only just a fraction of it it's still raining squid there are people who are <laughs> there are people who are out there um picking up cars in the middle of the night <laughs> and, um there there there's a guy in his in his mansion an eccentric billionaire who literally is about to try and shape the world there's a man who is technically a god roaming around the the surface of mars because he's bored there's white supremacy and racism is literally just a a chip of of the bigger picture that you want to um actually see so when people say that i don't want to deal with it just because they talk about race relations and white supremacy and they talk about all this um political stuff as they keep saying or whatever it's it's a slap in the face to the creators and the writers who of this new series because this is what they this is what they see as the actual world of Watchmen from their perspective. Watchmen took place in New York. This is taking place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that's what really also opened my eyes. Like, you have to think about it. There are so many other places that you have to explore the landscape within the Watchmen world. We only cared about what was going on in New York and Washington or whatever because those were the major cities that were really focused upon but again the whole united states still exists even though it was an alternate timeline and an alternate um universe it still exists so we have to see where the they take it from there but i i wanted to get that off my chest because that's something that i really hate to hear i hate to see that people always say like oh I, i don't like my comic books political comic books have always taken a political stand no matter what you tell me superman punched hitler in the face 
Um, Captain America was built off of political propaganda. Who else? Like Shazam was a political character at one point in time. Anybody who anybody who was in comics was a refugee of war mostly um a lot of the creators of your favorite comic books are jewish holocaust survivors there are things that you have to really take in consideration and reconcile with within yourself when you take that privilege of just going la 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 la, i don't want to hear it i don't want to talk about it 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 spits in the face of history and it spits in the face of the people who paved the way to actually have us with the freedom to talk about things like this they always want to tell you that oh you're trampling over my first amendment this is the first amendment in action this is this is giving us the ability to actually speak on things of a political nature without being prosecuted or 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 judged and in a manner that would be detrimental to either say the the press the media or the creative creative process altogether like it they they don't have to go through have to go through some censors but like they don't have to go through major censorship to where like you you take out chunks and and pieces of this art well this masterpiece really um and it's literally only episode two people are very uncomfortable when it comes to talking about race in america but this is literally done so much more for for addressing racial relations and also racial um stereotypes than it than anything that i've seen come out of like said the comic book span or comic book genre um for 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 some time now like it's crazy and again it's only two episodes in I will say that they're going to get back. They're going to they're going to probably shift to, to sci-fi more around mid-season because we still have to address, like I said, the reigning of squids. We have to address this this old man and, and spoiler and his clones. We have to address a lot of other crap that that's happening right now, and we also have to be able to reconcile with the fact that there are still possibly superpowered humans running about. The entire world, well, the entire country or whatever. Because we never really even addressed how the world handled the Age of Heroes. <sighs> Alright, so I think I'm going to stop it there. Um, I want to make sure that I am at least taking everything into consideration that um, I talked about with them on the, on the thread. So if we are, if we're okay with that or whatever, I'm going to leave it off by going over my next coming my next upcoming events and also giving a little bit of plugs for you guys as well okay um firstly as i told you go ahead and follow fto flipping the table nerd talk they also have um they also have like i said a podcast as well um we could be able to probably collab or do something on on that end um but yeah follow them at flipping table on twitter and you can also, of course, follow me on Twitter and here on Instagram at Bobo FNN. That's B O B B O F N N. And of course, check out my Patreon campaign. That is what helps me get funded for everything that I'm doing. Like I said, I'll be doing events, live events. I'll be doing these. Um, these podcasts via instagram and also like that i have to have a phone bill so like (laughs) um you guys can help support me as well by going through um my actual like archives and just 
coming up and say, hey, I want to do a five-star review, that helps the audience grow. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and um, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes for sure. And once you leave that review on iTunes, let me know about just hitting me up with a tweet or sending me a DM message, and I'll find a way to thank you um, publicly. Or you probably may be able to be thanked on the next episode of Bobo's Block. As always, as well, all of our Patreon, um, all of our Patreon supporters get a shout out on the episodes of Bobo's Block. I will go ahead and do that next Monday for sure because it'll be a new month, and then we'll go ahead and see who's all read up on the Patreon campaign. Um, oh, tomorrow, I do still have my first, um, big championship match coming up with Deion James. You guys can find me there at I Believe in Wrestling at Team Visions Dojo down in Orlando. If you guys want to, um, come down, hit me up. I'll give you the flyer with all the info. And I said, we'll also talk about, like I said, getting, getting tickets and stuff of that nature. I also do have, um, another event coming up on november 2nd that'll be ring of fire with dccw go ahead and also hit me up for that information and the address for that um venue that is a free show you guys come out have fun with the church and the family and everything like that and you guys can see some good wrestling and have a have a, a decent decent evening i hope i'll be beating people up for your pleasure um well not your pleasure that's a little bit awkward pause so Oh, man, I almost forgot. <sighs> Yesterday, we did lose a a actual legend within um, African-American culture and also just just comedy as all general. Um, John Witherspoon passed away from a cardiac, um, cardiac event. He was most remembered for being Pops on the Wayne's, Wayne's Brothers show. He is Grandpa on Boondocks, and he was um, the father on Friday, and well, the Friday series. Um, we all we all had a fond memory of him, and it's honestly, like I said, when things like this happen, it's like we lose a member of our family, and it's like we don't know how to really address everything that goes on, but we do know that we need to at least talk about it. I for sure want to make sure that um that I will at least set something on it because you have to give people their flowers and he was one of those people that you really either <laughs> either studied a lot or you looked up to if you were a big um purveyor of comedy or somebody who just wanted to break out to stand up i i always call myself always saw myself a student of comedy i don't really do stand up but i do write sets for myself i do a lot of other things but i always find myself kind of learning from the legends the greats like I said john witherspoon red fox richard pryor george carlin lewis black like those people always shaped my humor and my comedy so yeah if you guys ever like think that <laughs> think that like a joke or whatever that i've i've done has been like oh it sounds familiar whatever it's come from either one of those guys like it's come from one of those guys a lot of lady a lot of women comics as well um have shaped my comedy too so like i said it's just give those people that you love their flowers while they're still here he was fortunately able to get those flowers um shout out to strong black legends podcast with um and just whew, 
it's just something heavy just something heavy on my heart but yeah i'm glad i was able to get all of that kind of off my chest and kind of give out this little bonus episode just kind of get more content back on the feed so you guys still have something to listen to so as i told you go ahead and hit me up for any information that you need for any of those events that are upcoming for for this weekend uh again don't forget i do have a art show coming up on the 22nd of november as well and don't forget on the 9th i'll be at porch fest putting on live podcast shows for the city of jacksonville man it's going to be amazing i have so many shows with me so you guys will have a good time if you want to just stop through and get any um getting information from us or just listen to the shows we will be there from 1 p.m to 4 p.m all right guys well if you're joining us for the first time i want to thank you and welcome you here and if you want are one of the blockheads from from long ago thank you for kicking it here with me on the block it has been me your friendly neighborhood nerd the babo and i'm signing off peace